What's up, good people? Welcome back to another episode of Anti-MLM Weekly Roundup. This week, Courtney and I will be finishing our interview with Elle Bow with the part two. This episode will be a little long. I was going to edit out some of the content, but I felt it was important to share the entire discussion. We go over Elle's message to the anti-MLM community as well as two recent, or I should say, as well as to current Huns. And she tells a story that she never put into her blog. So grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. I didn't mention it in the blog, but I remember it was around Christmas and we had this big old family gathering at a cousin's house. And and what did I go and do? Because I... I told my upline when they're like, oh, you know, what's your plans over the Christmas holidays? And I said, oh, I've got a you know, little family. Well, so little, it was a big family gathering um, around a cousin's house. And my, uh, not the upline, the green elite status presenter, she said, oh, take your uh, presenter's kit with you. And so I set it up in the corner and see if you can get your female relatives to try out some <laughs> of the stuff. And I actually did. <laughs> I did I actually did and I'm really when I look back I am feeling quite mortified at myself but instead of enjoying myself at this family party I was trying to persuade like my aunt to put that stupid mascara on and try <laughs> some of that awful awfully named splurge eye cream or eyeshadow whatever it is Oh, you're bringing back horrible memories that I have. I am bringing myself back awful memories. I'm, oh man, I just, I am cringing. I have got so much embarrassment right now thinking back to that time. Yeah, yeah. You know, trying to speak to cousins and partners of cousins and aunts and, and, you know, and they're asking me, oh, do you make a lot of money out of it? And I'm lying through my teeth going, oh yeah, I make... You know, it's like pocket money, you know, but I've only just started out when really I'd made absolutely zilch. Yeah, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Did you, when you would tell someone how much you were making, did you include your personal purchases commissions in that? I just, if I was asked, I just said, it was like a little white lie. I just said I made enough. One million dollars. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I said I made enough to like pay, pay the odd bill here and there or buy myself a treat or something you know I never ever said oh you know I've, I've managed to pay the rent this month just using my unique earnings I never said stuff like that did you but, do the coffee thing the coffee thing What's you know co- where you take a picture with your card with your finger across the name and then <laughs> the Starbucks coffee that you just bought well, with your well because I um a bit of a a rocker like when I was a teenager new metal was my era I'm still into my rock I love my fishnets I love my Doc Martens and stuff like that so (laughs) instead of coffee I took a picture of some big old pit boots as I call them with my unique card (laughs) so (laughs) who will that do (laughs) it wasn't wasn't coffee but it was a, a pair of boots that I'd bought with well, money that was already mine. <laughs> it wasn't pretty, <laughs> but I pretended it was. And I'm sure if I look back in my Facebook memories, I might find the post. But I remember <laughs> once um, Courtney was making, well, so Courtney wasn't making fun of me, but I think Courtney found some of my old unique posts and was screenshotting them back to me and laughing. Oh, at I got it. Yeah, so I got so I got so embarrassed. I went and deleted most of them because I couldn't yeah, actually. Yeah, I felt upset and then I felt really bad. I did. I did. <laughs> I, just, I know that it happened, and I can't really do much about the fact it happened. But I just thought, oh, you know, I was I was cringing so hard, so hard when I saw the stupid selfies I posted holding the damn like the lip. What was the lip stuff called? I can't. I can't even remember. They all have ridiculous names, didn't they? The hottie <laughs> lip plumper. <laughs> no, I think it was even before that. I it hate that the... name. Ugh. Yeah, plumper. Yeah, that's how I feel right now. Plumper. <laughs> oh, <Locked down. laughs> but, 
No, it was like the lip. <laughs> it was the lip stuff. The uh, liquids. Sticky. It looked like opulence. Opulence. I think so. That name sounds familiar. Mood struck. Or the splash. Splash. That's it. Yeah. All stuff like it looked like you had like a toffee apple and and it was all all really liquidy and you just smeared it all over your lips. It looked like that. (laughs) You know, not nice. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. But it was all them posing with things. And when I I found on my Google Drive the other day, I didn't think that my Google Drive was backing up silly like screenshots and things like that and stuff you say or when you do like little pic collages when I when I did all stupid competitions and all that oh you know win win 50 or not 50 percent but you know like win 10 percent off your next order because that's all you could really afford to give away is (laughs) is 10 percent off because once you've given the the customer or the schmuck their discount you're making fuck all out of it (laughs) we can swear can't we because i've just obviously uh, yeah we can i just hit that little button that says explicit then we're good to go okay (laughs) i'll I'll try not to because i know some people get so upset at courtney and her swearing and Uh. she's just she's just expressing herself aren't you courtney nobody has um gotten well, super upset in a while, actually. That's, that's good. That's good. That's, a, yeah. that's progress. I mean, I do. I do swear. I, I. I don't know. I just try. I try not to. But when it comes to unique and all the embarrassment, I feel that's uh, that's when that's when some of the expletives come out. But <laughs> but so I've told you that about the Christmas Christmas party, and I remember when my green elite upline when I I just mentioned you know and I said oh hi girls what are you doing today in in the group chat and I and I mentioned I was just going to go to the local beauty salon that I always go to just to I don't know get my eyebrows threaded or something like that and she went she went oh she said take some of your business cards because they all you know you're all encouraged to get business cards aren't you yeah and she said to take some of your business cards and 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 um, you give one to the salon owner because she said, imagine if you could get them to stock some of your product, you know, some of the products from you in the shop. <laughs> and and again, now I'm thinking back, the more I've learned about it, I I feel mortified again because that could have potentially ruined like you know the the good, the good relationship I had with that business. Yeah. It, but at, at the time, you don't think about stuff like that either. No, because I was so determined to try and hit the ground running and make these sales and get that stupid fast start <laughs> bonus. And it was never... such a good product that, you know, mm. we're just sharing what we love. And mm. how could anybody be upset with that? <laughs> but, not only just... that, actually, you're they're not allowed to have a product inside a store. So my upline, just quickly, I'll tell you. So okay. she was a hairdresser. She still is a hairdresser and a makeup artist, but she owns her own salon and she really wanted to put some of the stuff out, but Mm -hmm. I dissected the presenter's agreement and it's not allowed. You're not allowed to have the product in a stationary store. Wow. Well, what bothers me a lot, actually, just to come away from my story, notwithstanding the fact that, you know, I went up to a, a professional salon owner who would be buying in things like Dermalogica, which is professional standard, and then saying, oh, yes, I can supply you with with this at the time. You know, I didn't know it, but, you know, this crap, like, less than dollar store worthy makeup. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I've, over the time, after the blog was finished and after I, I did get into bit of activism I mean I've been out for about a year now I think it's got to be about a year but that's for health reasons predominantly and it does take a toll on your mental health too but I might I might come back I'm sure Courtney will make sure I do but just to the point what you were saying about the products on display I had a friend I've known since I was about 15 or 16 she was just a few years older she went and got qualified as a beautician and eventually got her own salon 
and she was excellent at what she did. She was absolutely brilliant, really, really talented. And I went to her for years for all my treatments. But about maybe two years ago now, she got into lip sense and Senegen. And what she's been doing is embarrassing. (laughs) She, I, I don't go to her anymore. We, we have had a bit of a, we had a bit of a falling out because I, I did try and follow some of the advice that Botwatch, she's her her website is still out there, and we we were former members of the anti MLM coalition together. We were some of the founding members. I've stepped away from it as not for you know there's no hard feelings or anything, but they needed somebody who was active, and I wasn't, you know, they so that's why I stepped away. But they're still out there, you know, like mlmtruth.org. They're still yeah. doing what they're doing. But me and Botwatch, we were two of the founding members. And she did write some brilliant advice articles on what to do when you've got a loved one who's in MLM. And I did, I tried it. You know, you tailor it to your own situation. That's right. But, this is familiar. I, I think you might have told me about this person before. I, I do believe I did. And the first thing that riled me up was when... So I was still living with... No, I wasn't living with my parents at the time. What am I saying? No, I'd gone to visit my my family and my mum had this really tacky-looking lipstick on. And I was like, I was like, Mother, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> and she, she went, oh, she said, I, I bought it from the person. I'm not going to name her because, you know, she's still... She's still my friend deep down and I hope one day she will see the light but my (laughs) my mum said I bought it from we'll call her Susan I bought it from Susan and and I looked at the bottle and I see it says lip sense and I I I could feel my teeth gritting (laughs) I was like I was like how much did you pay for this Oh, she was selling these little sets, it's free tubes of like a pre or prep and then the actual crap and then lacquer that goes over the top. Oh my 50, god. That sounds pound. like a process. Yeah. Fifty pound for for these stupid tiny little tubes. Fifty pound. Wow. And, and yeah, I was like, like Mum, really? And she said, Oh, where's my money? I can spend it how I want. And I was like, Yes, but I said, You know, because my mum knew about my blog, but I don't, again, because it's not impacted our family in a serious way, I don't think it had the same magnitude to my mum. Right. Because, you know, I didn't end up getting myself in debt because of MLM, and well, plus I was living in my own home anyway. I'm not, um, I wasn't ever, like, dragging my parents into my crap when it came to MLM, so I don't think my mum quite has had the impact that I have. Mm-hmm. And... And I said, this shit, you know, this is shit. I said, this is really subpar, terrible quality. And I said, I bet you I could go on the internet. I could go on, I don't know, Superdrug or somewhere like that. And I could find you stuff or do the job for less than half that price. And I did. You know, I did. And I actually went and ordered them for her to prove a point. All these nice little lip scrubs and stuff. The stuff that was genuinely cruelty free because that's another mm-hmm. big thing for me i you know i just think there's no excuse for animal testing so i do mm-hmm. try to buy stuff with leaping bunny on it so but mum still wasn't quite getting why i was so angry and and i said don't ever buy anything from her again if it's this shit you know i said if it's as lip sense or senegents <laughs> on it i said in fact if she tries to sell you anything ever again i was like you check with me first (laughs) (laughs) but i love my mum and i was like i was so i was just so annoyed because she's because we're very trusting of susan as as i'm going to refer to her as we're very trusting (laughs) of her because all the years we've known her and and I know Susan wasn't doing it to be malicious and Susan probably had a genuine belief that this was a viable business venture for her, but she didn't need it. She was good at what she did. Then I found out she was using Senegent's products in her treatments, in her client treatments. Oh. And and I, I said to mum, 
if you book in for anything else with her and she tries to use that crap on you, I said, say, say no, ask her to use the actual professional grade stuff that she has always used. You know, I, I think it's like Elemis, that's one of them. All this, all the stuff that you see in, in high-end salons, for argument's sake, all those sort of things. So but don't let her use that crap on you. But, you know, she's used, and she was like posting videos on her Facebook business page you're showing off all these products with Senegents all over it saying, I'll be using these fabulous products in, in my facials and in my massages. And I thought, what are you doing, Susan? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and, and then when I think Susan became a little bit more aware of the anti MLM things I was posting on my Facebook page. And when I once it felt like it almost was as if I was baiting her when I said some status saying just a piece of advice. Make, uh, MLM makeup such as unique and lip scents, etc., are trash. <laughs> I said what I, I said what I said, and, and she comments. <laughs> she it's like she had this little radar, and she comments and she says she said what do you mean lip scents? And then I just very gently, you know, I was polite to her and I just explained it, you know, pre the usual stuff that you would say to someone like predatory business model, low quality products, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. And she got so offended and angry and started posting all these pictures from like little local lip sense conventions that she's been going to with all her little sashes on her saying about what are their gradings or their levels it's like it was like she was saying oh i'm a double dip duchess or whatever the hell. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and and then she was like posting all these pictures of her certificates and i was like well that's nice i said if if it's making you feel genuinely happy i said that's very nice but i said just make sure that it's you know not losing you money <laughs> so if you if you genuinely are getting some kind of pleasure out of being involved in this and who am I to stand in your way but I said you are a very very talented beautician and you don't need that shit but no it weren't it weren't working she was so offended and angry at me for saying that and she hasn't spoken to me since my mum and I we haven't gone back to to have any treatments with her anymore because I do not want MLM products used on me. Yeah. Okay, I have a you... question about it. Mm -hmm. Looking back on how you addressed the situation with Susan and mm -hmm. how you decided to confront her and talk to her about, you know, her being part of an MLM, do you look mm -hmm. back on it and wish you would have addressed the whole situation differently or would you do the same same way over again? I just think to myself, what else could I have possibly done? Because I didn't, I mean, one of the worst things you can do is to start with personal attacks, telling them they're stupid, because that's, that's something I've seen a lot on a lot of activist page or anti-MLM activist pages. Sometimes you do get trolls or you do get people who find themselves on the page and they, and they don't really understand. And they then say how can people be stupid enough to fall for this shit? You know, they say things like that. They don't think about the the greater details behind it. It's very black and white to them. And I, and I think, you know, the personal attacks, they're not helpful for anybody. So I didn't right. give her any personal attacks. I didn't tell her she was stupid. I mean, yes, mm -hmm. I was angry that she had sold my mum some of this crap, but I'm not... I mean, I'm not under the impression that she did it to be like some kind of evil, malicious person taking advantage of people. Mm -hmm. I think she genuinely thought it was a viable way to make some extra money. I think that's all she was doing. And she was just following the hustle, following all the nonsense advice that her upline would be giving her, just like how it was for us in Unique. Yeah, it's all a script. Everything's and, a script. Yeah. So I don't think there was anything malicious in her intentions. She just thought, well, I want to make a go of this, so I'm just going to you know, follow and do what 
my upline is telling me. What else could I have said apart from just saying, just giving them a brief overview of it? You know, it's, it is a predatory scheme. There are plenty. I actually tagged a few groups that she could have looked at mm-hmm. and pages. You know, saying, look, there's plenty. You know, your upline will give you plenty of pro MLM information. But so for every everything else, there's always a counter argument. And yeah. you can find counter arguments in these sort of groups and pages. So the ones I would usually tag are the Americans against MLM, the, the coalition, which I used to be a part of, Timeless V. And then there's a group called MLM Lies Exposed, which a lot of us know very well. And yep, sounds like MLM. Huge. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a sounds like MLM, but OK. You know, there's all different representations around the world for you know, the there's the UK-based groups, there's the American-based groups, um, and there's, I think you know there's other little pockets and other nations that are now springing up. So I was trying to just show her there are there are other things to look at. You don't just have to listen to what your upline is saying. Go and have That's a read right. of other people's experiences and opinions. Don't just listen to your upline because you think she's nice and you think she genuinely wants to help you. That's right. I mean she. She might be in, you know, there might not be anything malicious about her. But MLM can turn you devious. It can make you look at everyone. There's, I mean, I've seen it over and over and over again. A friend sees their friend get into an MLM. And Mm. one of the first things they want to do is say, hey, MLMs are actually pyramid schemes, Mm 99.7%, you know, lose money. And we are like our first instinct is to spit out these facts and be like, Hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. And do you think that hurts us more than helps us in the argument? Do you think that we should be addressing it on like more personal, emotional level talking to the person? I think again, one of the bits of advice from the bot watch articles, which I referred to earlier was sometimes you do have to try and tailor it to your situation because it could just be a co-worker who you don't know too well, or it could be someone that you really, really love and care about, and it's killing you inside to see them fall in hook, line, and sinker mm-hmm. for one of these schemes. And I think, say, if it's somebody that you're not emotionally invested in, but you still don't want to see them get shafted, such as a co-worker, maybe it is more viable or maybe they'll be more receptive if you do tend to go towards more the statistics and the reports that they can read like the ones that we've mentioned the ftc reports the more one one thing that i've noticed over the last little while is a lot of these distributors presenters whatever they call themselves i hate the term coach so i'm not going to say coaches but Mm -hmm. um anyways these people is that they don't actually know what their income disclosure is. And not only that, they don't, not a lot of people know how to actually look at an income disclosure statement to see the real information. Mm. So one thing that I do, and I don't know, maybe it is a passive aggressive way is I have broken down the income disclosure statements myself. I've highlighted them and I've saved them all on my phone for all the popular Mm -hmm. ones. And I like to, have a friendly conversation with them, but I also post the income disclosure statement saying, no, 93.33% of people in such and such only make $4 a year. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That way it's just making them think a little bit. I've had one person block me because of it. It was a cousin. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. But I mean, at the same time, it was, it works and we all know it's shit works. And um, (laughs) so, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not really that sad about it, No, (laughs) but it is an approach that I take. I like to link a lot of uh, the FTC articles and I like to post the income disclosure statements. I just like to have facts to back up whatever it is that I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I I agree with you. It's, Really, yeah, it is important. If you're going to make a statement, you need to be able to back up why you're saying that, especially in this particular situation when we're talking about MLM schemes. 
Mm-hmm. And um, people that we know. But I think if you know yeah. them, then you know what approach to take with them. Yeah. So if I have a friend that's very sarcastic or whatever, then mm-hmm. I would probably say, hey, check out these groups and then tag some of the groups. Mm-hmm. But if it was somebody that I know is is more factual, I would definitely link all of the FTC reports and and stuff like that just because I know that they'll relate to it a little bit better. That's that's very true because everybody has a different way of taking in information and learning things. Uh, Some people prefer to sit and read something, but then a lot of people are more receptive to watching a YouTube video. Right. Depends on how you prefer to absorb your information. And say with my story, I'm I am just an ex presenter who is giving my account of my experience some people might not want that or that might not be a viable way of learning about this um, industry to somebody you know there's there's been a lot of people for everyone that's enjoyed the format of reading it in a chapter by chapter blog there's enough people that would turn around and say saying I don't know Reddit or in the comment sections on social media go oh 15 chapters I'm not reading that I ain't got time for that and that's fine you know yeah. some people might want to actually watch a YouTube video which is why Courtney mentioned there are quite a lot of anti MLM YouTubers out there now yes or they might want to look at statistic based writers such as uh, Ethan Vanderbilt's or the by the way he, his stuff actually isn't around anymore oh is it gone is it see that's how long it, i've been out of the loop but he just was up and disappeared i'm not sure of the story behind that it is, but... no i'm not sure but as l i have spoken to him in the past and he is a brilliant brilliant guy and i, I do un- i understand why he's had to step away because people mm-hmm. were really really come hard for him you know he has for all the people that appreciated his work at scam busting. There was plenty more who hated him with a vengeance oh, for what course. he was trying to expose. Yeah, and I think it took its toll on him because I think he was he's been doxxed more times than he'd probably care to admit and death threats and so on and so forth. And that does take its toll on a person, doesn't it? Yeah. No matter yeah, how I think the worst is. part of it is that if the company was running on point and everything was tip top and and legal Mm. and everything else they wouldn't Mm. have to try to dox people and threaten and Mm. harass them no Mm. no i mean i remember one there was a conversation in the mlm lies exposed group i'm again it's probably in the archives of the group somewhere but there was a, a discussion instigated on oh do you think that MLM, you know, could have some changes made to it to make it better and make it fairer. <laughs> um, and that and that was you know, there was a lot of discussions in there is to make it to, to change its reputation, to change its image. But for what what could you possibly do to change it? Because regardless, the people who mastermind these schemes. You know, they're out to make as much money as possible and it is like climbing up the pyramid. I don't care how many people they're climbing over to get there because you can't have everybody at the top, can you? Or the structure will collapse. <laughs> so yep. how can you improve on this? Well, <laughs> yeah, so that's, that, that's, that's an interesting question. One way they can improve on it is by getting rid of the multi-level marketing part of it and just making it a Mm. legitimate business. Yeah. I mean, why does Body Shop and Ann Summers need a multi-level marketing arm? That's made me not want, over the years, that's made me not want to support them. Mm -hmm. I just learned a few months ago that Body Shop had an MLM Mm. portion to to their business structure. I never knew that. Mm. I've never shopped there, not since I was a teenager, but no. still. No, it's, it's unnecessary. I won't shop there. If I want to get, uh, I don't know, Body Shop's um, thing is that, you know, it's cruelty-free and ethical, etc. But if I want that, then I'll just go to Superdrug because Superdrug don't have multi-level marketing. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. 
and it, it's 2020 there's so many different options and you can find mm-hmm. something that <clears throat> suits you at mm-hmm. a better price point yeah exactly and um, i mean we've all it's like a little bit of a rite of passage when i talked about the tradition of the avon lady another rite of passage is to have gone to at least one Anne summer's party in your life and that, that's not quite as popular here here oh. it was more mary Kay going to a mary Kay party oh, okay well over over in the uk especially it was the big thing was going when you were over 18 of course was going to an Anne summer's party and again that wasn't seen as a predatory business model yeah we just we all just thought of the time it was a bit of a laugh and it was a bit more of an extreme way of being an Avon lady to be like an Anne Summers rep. But again, once you start learning about what multi-level marketing actually is, you then start thinking it's really unnecessary and quite unfair. I remember when I was part of a coalition, I believe we published uh, somebody's guest story who was a former Anne Summers rep. And it's just the same old, same old story. Yeah, it's all, there's always going to be the 99 point whatever percent getting shat on. That's right. And that's, exa- that's exactly what it is. And I'm saying to Courtney, we, we've come up to this point many, many times when we do have people who are very affronted and offended at our anti-MLM stance and say, well... I make a very good living out of it, thank you very much. Or I have friends who do very well out of it, thank you very much. Sometimes you just have to say to them, I don't, I don't want to feel like it's patronising them, but you just have to say to them, well, I said, that's, that's very good to hear. Your friends must be in the, the lucky 0.03, something like yeah. that, 0.03. <laughs> Whatever it is, you get what I'm trying to say without yeah. me being too precise but you say your friends must be in that lucky percentage or less than a percentage who's making money mm-hmm. but just remember there's an even bigger percentage who aren't what else can you say to that when you've got it laid out in black and white saying well look this percentage of people will make money and this percentage won't and then you've got someone who stood there saying to you what a brilliant income they make out of it etc etc what else are you supposed to say? Okay, good for you. You must be in that that lesser percent. That's good. right. I think before, once before, maybe eh, probably a dozen times, I've probably said to people, good for you. I don't know how you can sleep at night knowing that everybody under you is losing money, but mm. good for you, I guess. Yeah. Whenever someone says that they're making money in MLM, I just want to be like, I don't believe you. (laughs) Well, Well, show me the proof. That is true. Yeah, that is very true. And for me, when you were talking about being armed with income disclosure statements, what made the penny drop for me in my own personal experience was the fact I did have someone who did care about me and clearly did have concerns but knew that I wouldn't have been receptive to them at the time, just said, just promise me you'll just keep a little basic spreadsheet of your incomings and outgoings. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Just promise me you'll do that. And I promised them, you know, because it was this mutual care between us, mutual respect. And I thought, all right, they're very concerned, you know, basic bookkeeping. It's not a difficult thing to do. Just get an Excel spreadsheet. and That's right. Just do yourself a basic Yeah, and that is and that is how I that helped me well the penny drop for me. You know, looking at the the writing on the wall or the writing on the spreadsheet. Yeah. Is to see actually I'm back in a loser here. You know, look at all this all this effort I've put in or or all these things I've tried to sell, or all these stuff I've bought for myself, you know, whenever they did stupid collections and You'd have your the green up line saying to us, oh, if you buy this set, which is valued at this amount of money, and then split it up and sell everything separately, look at all the profit you'll make. But then when you did buy the set, you could never, ever sell stuff individually. You would struggle. You'd have to... Well, it's really up... hard to do. And then you also have to add your own shipping costs to ship it yeah. to the people that are buying it from you too. So you're taking that yep. away from your profits. 
yeah, that's another that's another thing that went on my expenses, you know, postage. That's right. And it can it can add up. And I think that's when I saw that what a waste of time it was. It was like some people have had that realization. You're making less than minimum wage, way less. Way and less. Putting in, yeah, and putting in a lot of effort and a lot of time and like, emotional investment in something for very very little return. That's right. And you know, what... on on that topic for me personally, I I ended up profiting about just over $3,000 before mm-hmm. I left. I was in it for six months. But if you mm-hmm. take every hour that I put into the business that was mm-hmm. I was told was just a side hustle that I could do in between my full-time job, it worked mm-hmm. out to like $3, $2 an hour, just under $3 an hour of work. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. It's, that's a nail on the head. Uh, that's, I mean, that's not a business model. That's not no, an entrepreneur. <laughs> no, it's... It is. It's a way. It's just. Ex, it's just exploitation and keeping the people at the bottom, at the bottom. Of they course, because it keeps to... them vulnerable. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I only managed to reap back some money and not end up in minus figures because what it did afterwards is, when I knew I was going to walk away, I'd luckily been added while I was still a presenter into these secret stock swap groups, which. Yes. You know, they oh, are yeah. against the terms. You know, you're not meant to do it. But there were people who were swapping and selling unwanted stock to each other. So I did manage to flog a lot in there. And luckily, I remember once someone must have screwed up at the warehouse and I'd bought this the awful brush set, which is just terrible quality. Like the hairs would fall out on all of them. But I remember they ended up sending me two boxes of this brush set by mistake even though I'd only paid for one and I did actually speak to the green up yeah and I spoke to the green up line about it and I said to her what should I do and she said do you want my honest opinion hun she said I would keep it and and either give it away as a competition prize or sell it that is what she said but to be honest they wouldn't have lost a lot of money because then brushes were shit quality and they probably yeah and they're probably le- you're worth to them cents, weren't they? Or pennies, cents, pennies, and or fractions of pennies. Yeah, <laughs> fractions of pennies, and and that's another way of me reaping back some money by being able to sell this brush set. Obviously, I, w- I wasn't able to sell it at full price because I was selling to other presenters, but I was still able to get a little bit back on it. So, you know, basically, I didn't finish in minus figures. Because I tried to just wipe out everything unique, everything. I didn't want it. I didn't want it reminding me. I was ashamed of it. But, you know, I didn't like the person it was turning me into. Mm-hmm. It just didn't. You know, I felt like it was making me deceitful. And and that's not me. I'm very, I like to be very, very upfront with people. There's no bullshit. <laughs> and, and I felt, you know, I was pretending that I was loving being a part of this this company. Well, you're not a part of it. You know, everyone, what really grates me, and I don't know if it's that just a ped- pedant, is that how you say it? Pedant, pedant in me. When people say, like reps, just reps, like me and Courtney, when we were the white status presenters, I would say, look how wonderful our company is or look at <laughs> our new product ranges. Of, well, it's not your company. You're not, you don't have any say in, in this. You don't set the prices. You don't have any creative input yet. You keep talking about our company. Uh, it used to really, really cheese me off when I saw that. And it still does. Oh, you still see it all the time. It says our company loves us so much. Yeah. Oh, your company loves you so much that they're going to give you a, two cent pair of earrings for selling a $35 <laughs> mascara. Good for you. <laughs> anyway. Oh, <man. laughs> yeah. And my and Susan, she was always posting pictures of Joni, you know, the Senegent's head honcho. <laughs> and say, say, look at our beautiful leader. That is what her the caption was on the on the pictures was always look at our beautiful leader. And I'm just like it's like it's like you're in a cult, Susan. Yeah. That's a whole different no. topic. <laughs> well, that we is, should probably a... wrap up because we've been chatting for almost an hour and a half now. 
Yes. Well, I have a few questions yes. to ask you that I asked some of my followers on Instagram and Facebook if they had any questions for you, Al, and I got a few responses. Okay. Uh, I think we kind of covered this, but the number one response or number one question was, "Where have you been?" Yeah, that's a that's a very very fair question. Things started to take their toll on me in my in my personal life. As you all know, I've been quite clear about it in my blog. I have got a chronic illness, and I do try to just. I've been trying to learn to live with it. I've been trying to accept it. And I'm I'm only just getting to that point now where I'm turning a corner. But it does get to you. Anyone who's got a chronic illness will know sometimes it just breaks you. And I found that all the stresses that were going on with being anti-MLM and all the stresses that were going on trying to actually live my life and try and you hold down a job, try and do something that works for me. I just, I just ended up relapsing and having an even worse time. And I found that I just couldn't dedicate the emotional energy or the physical energy that was needed to be elbow. And it takes a lot of energy too. It's mm-hmm. it's surprising. It's really surprising. Realize it, but it. Being an anti-MLM advocate is extremely stressful. Especially when you get people coming for you. Yeah. And people (laughs) might think, oh, you know, it's just the internet. It's all words. But the vitriol behind some of it. And and when you, you, you just think to yourself, look, we are two, we are on two opposing sides here. And I will never agree with you. You will never, well, hopefully... They might one day agree with us, <laughs> with the anti-MLM side. But, but the anger that someone can carry for you over some stupid lipsticks or some stupid mascara or some crappy diet pills. And, you know, I'm not trying to take your light. Well, you, they think uh, you're trying to take their, your live, their livelihood away by speaking out against it. And it's like, it's nothing personal against anyone who's trying to make a living but there are better ways mm-hmm. yeah more... but they see it as they see it as you shaking their very core that's what it feels like to them and i mean mm. basically it's been so ingrained in them that you know they're like at that moment in time they feel like this is all i know yeah and how dare and you the... upset that and the money but and the pride you know it is a pride thing a lot of people invest, like say Jade, for example, my former upline, she did an interview with me afterwards because I did come clean to her and let her know that I'd written this blog. And we we, we never fell out as such, but we buried the hatchet. We talked about it and she was, she had a lot of shame. She was mortified at all of us that she'd signed up under her and she felt awful because she said, I, I brought my friends into this shit and I hate myself for it. So eventually she did a little bit of an interview with me, which is again in the epilogues of my story. And she said she lost somewhere between a region of 800 to a thousand pounds. And that's a lot of money, <laughs> especially... Wow especially for the average person, that's a lot of money. And I don't yeah. think her husband was aware at the time. Obviously he is and everything's okay. But at the time it was that fear of admitting I've done this shit. I can't get that money back. Mm-hmm. So there is also that. So when you do see people who are anti MLM and we are, we're just saying how it is, how it's been for us and how it likely is for the rest of the participants that aren't in the top, you know, less than a percent, it hits home, doesn't it? It hits hard. Yeah. That's and right. it's that, oh shit, you know, that's oh shit moment. And they don't want to believe it either. They want to think maybe things are different and maybe it's because it's just because they're not working hard enough. If only they could get that lucky break or get that sale that will tip them onto the next level, but it's already too late. And if it's that, 
not wanting to admit that what we're saying is essentially right. Yeah, it's yeah. the truth. They may want to believe that their story is different. They're the exception yeah. to that rule. Well, we all. I felt like that. I felt like when when people did try to put me off, I felt like it was going to be different for me. Well, your upline's yeah. telling you the entire time that you are the yeah. exception to the rule and that you have it and you just need to work yeah. a little bit harder and you're going to make it. I see it in you. You can do this. You yeah, got this, you've girl. Got this. Yeah, we got all that. To, you've got this, babe. That's right. <laughs> we all heard it. Yeah, we all did in all different variations. And it is, it's the same shit, different MLM, isn't it? They all say the same. No matter if it's Juice Plus or Unique or uh, the Aloe Vera one, Forever Living, that's the one. It's all the same, isn't it? All the same diatribe. Yeah. It's it's creepy how how similar they all are. They're all exactly the same. Yeah, it's very true. But you we, hear we from all have... the different distributors and they'll say, well, my mm. MLM's different. My MLM yeah. is not the same as <laughs> yeah. all of the other ones. You're wrong. Mine's... That is so cringy. <laughs> We should, we should do this again sometimes. Clearly, we've all got a lot to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can we okay, put this into another episode. Let couple of questions. Yeah, sure. And then hopefully one day we may all speak again. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so what do you think about how the anti-MLM community has grown since you uh, have been away from it? I think it's brilliant. And I am so glad to see it. I'm so glad that there's a lot more people who feel empowered enough to speak out because it was very, when Courtney and I first started with our anti-MLM personas, it was a bit daunting and you did sometimes feel really alone if you were getting... It was lonely out there. Yeah, it was, especially when you were getting attacked all the time. Well, not all the time, but predominantly you were getting attacked by the pro-MLM crowd. And that is why the anti-MLM coalition was initially formed, just so it felt like it was, you had your backup, you had all these different skill sets, because Botwatch was always very good with her statistics and her in-depth studies. Whereas me, I'm, I'm more if I was sharing my personal experiences and what I've seen, what I've observed. It was all these different skill sets out there. And now you're seeing even more and you're seeing people who are talented video editors who have now got YouTube channels going. And yeah. and you've got people like Elizabeth, who I mentioned earlier, who is, I've, I would say she's very well known as, as an anti-MLM follower. And she's a very, very good supporter of us all. So you get people, yeah. you know, who are actually out there creating their own content. And then you've got the people who are following those people and agree, you know they are following and they're agreeing and they are trying to educate and inform as well i mean there's some ways it's done in a really sort of non-constructive way which is usually the insults and the belittling that's not helpful it might it might get let the person venting blow off some steam you know when you receive an unsolicited message or an unsolicited friend request and you might be tempted to really tear them a new one but in the long run that's not going to help i i've done it i mm, I, I think we all we all have haven't we <laughs> we all i don't have. know if you remember me how how like much of a hothead i was in the beginning if people think I'm oh yeah now, you should have seen me two years ago <laughs> oh she was a you're a little firecracker back yeah. then yeah. yeah, yeah, and it is easy to lose your temper, but I've calmed down a lot now. Like I said, I was very, very angry when I first started my blog, but over time I was speak. You know, when I started setting up social media accounts and interacting with people and hearing their experiences, you you just learn to look at different points of view and realize what is effective and what isn't yeah. when it comes when it comes to trying to get your opinion out there. And sometimes the best sort of experiences are when you are, say, arguing or having a little bit of a back and forth with a pro MLMer, and and then maybe a few weeks later, 
that same person might message you and tell you they've walked away and they've decided, you know, they've had a think about everything that you've discussed. Yeah. And they've, and they've realized that they're back in a loser and, and they've come and to tell you what they've done and to thank you. That's, That's the best it's feeling ever. such a good feeling yeah. when that happens. It, it doesn't is. happen often, but, but, but it does it happen. Does, <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it reminds you why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, I'd like to think, you know, even though the world's going crazy, there's a lot of new blood on the anti-MLM scene. I would like to try and, like, lend my voice again. But I I just had to step away from it for a while. I I think everyone, Mm. you know, no one's mad at you. Oh, I think that it's a well-deserved step back. And your blog basically kept you alive, so... What would you say to the anti-MLM community right now, whether it be constructive criticism, advice, opinion on the anti-MLM community in general? Anything. What would you say to them? Anything? I would... First thing that comes to mind. Well, I would want to give them all a big metaphorical pat on the back for feeling that it's time for them to speak out, speak up. My advice is to not go on the attack and to not view people stuck in MLMs at the moment as, well, idiots or morons, all the different names that we've all been called in the t- in our time. Yeah. But to just see them as, as victims of a predatory scheme that is yes. geared up against them. Because, I mean, a lot of the anti-MLM communities i see they are for discussion and and for people to learn because a lot of people still to this day they don't really understand them because they're not a big part of their lives they just think it's occasional annoying friend requests and and facebook posts just in this the subject of memes like there's one called your da sells avon i think more like people in my neck of the woods would get that one I'll send I'll send it to you guys afterwards in case you want to add it into the footnotes. But you know, a lot of it is seen as ridicule. A lot of people don't understand the ins and outs. They don't understand it. It might be, say, someone like me who was struggling with regular employment because of health conditions and needed something that they thought would be decent income. Or it might be a stay-at-home mum who wants to feel like she's contributing to the household again it could just it's that sort of thing and that's why people get stuck into it not because they just want to be another subject of a meme of you know yet another like avon seller or a diet pill pusher that's what i think it's definitely hard to remember especially at times when a rep or hun or whatever you want to call them is attacking you on social media. Oh yeah. You know, personal jabs at you or your looks or, Mm. you know, family information they found in your Instagram profile. I think it's really hard to remember that they're a victim then. And it's Mm. hard to see that. It is unnecessary. And I suppose that's another reason why I wanted to stay anonymous for so long. Cause I just thought, okay, you can attack me if you want, but, leave everyone else in my life alone you know they don't deserve it so right yeah it's it is very it's very hard when like you said some people can be really really vicious but yeah I think you just have to stick the course and and see that see them as they're probably you know hurt confused and angry and and it is probably because they've sunk a lot of money into this or because they they thought they'd found something that was given them purpose you know when you see these silly memes not memes inspirational quotes when they say about finding their tribe and raising each other up and not tearing each other down you know they think they found a community and something that's supportive and good and positive when really deep down it's not it's probably a very bitter pill to swallow and uh, it might be some of their reactions is to lash out right and usually that lashing out goes goes to the anti-mlm figure 
Yeah, for sure. So I know that there's a lot of MLM Huns that like silently follow me and others on Instagram or Facebook Mm -hmm. and they just whether it be because they want to find out what we're talking smack about Mm -hmm. or you know they're they're curious like Mm -hmm. there's a little voice in the back of their head telling them something what would you have to say to those that are listening I would say that most people in the anti-MLM community are not doing what we're doing to be assholes or you know, to deprive anyone else of their right to like make a living. But we feel from the evidence that we've seen from our own experiences or from the facts and the statistics and the reports out there, that these schemes are predatory, they're not healthy, they're not a viable way for the majority to make money, and it's got to stop. That's why that's why we are all speaking out. It's not because we're trying to you know, wage a war and bring people down. I think a lot of it, they feel that that's what you're trying to do. You're trying... Yeah, I agree. It's very, it's very, very hard to sort of articulate that but you know what I'm trying to say I'm sure (laughs) yeah no (laughs) okay so one last question for you yeah this is my favorite okay Um, so I don't know if you know this but corporate regularly reads my Facebook page (laughs) unique corporate so much so that someone a uh, follower commented last week and said something about still being in the a unique presenter Facebook group. And the very next day, they were booted from the group. Okay. What would you say to Unique? Because you know they're going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. What would you say to Daddy Derek? I would say... <laughs> oh, lordy. This is, this is a it's toughie. It's a tough one. I would just, I would just say, are, are you proud of yourselves? If, uh, did you know what you were doing when you set up your company? Did you know that what the business model you chose was going to rip off so many people? And, and how can you market your product as high-end makeup? when it just costs mere cents to make. I mean, as an as an ex-employee on record with the BBC saying that as well. And I'm trying to be polite here. You are being very polite. I am. <laughs> I am. Just... I would have said, eat shit, Derek. <laughs> Tempting, but I just... Well, I said it for you. Yeah, that's very kind of you. <laughs> I just don't know what these people are thinking, these people that are right at the top. So do do they actually when they when they go and create these companies, I mean surely surely they must know what the end result's gonna be. Surely they must know that it's gonna basically exploit what was the little spoof um image exploit, undermine, violate? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, it's like, I love that. A follower made it for me, and I put it in my blog. I think I have it in my Facebook yeah, group Yeah, I'm somewhere. sure it is exploit, undermine, and violate. So it's in, in, it was a play on their logo, wasn't it? In, yeah. Impa- uplift, empower, validate. Uh, I mean, it's just bull. It's just bull, isn't it? It's just. It's, I don't. I don't actually. Un- I can't get my head around them to this day. Yeah. I can't. It all seems like, to me, I mean, I'm just, just, this is just how I see it. It just seems like multi level marketing schemes are just made by rich, predominantly white people. And it seems that it's a form of control to try and keep the poor poor. Yeah. It make, make them have this false 
hope and false dreams of like living this wonderful luxurious life that a lot of the top presenters like to portray Making... You too can have this American dream. <laughs> you too can have this pink Cadillac. Is it a pink Cadillac? <laughs> Mary Kay car or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they just they're trying to sell this dream that not everyone can have that because it's that structure, that that uh, that pyramid like triangular structure. You can't it's have designed to make you fail. Yeah, you can't have everybody at the top because then the structure's gonna collapse. You got that's to have right. people to tread on. Yeah. Surely, you know they must know that's the end result. <laughs> that's all I well, really have to say to them at this point. But yeah. I just think of all the employees who were clearly assigned to look at anti-MLM stuff. Do you, do you have any idea of the kind of mean, nasty company you're working for? I mean, surely you don't believe in in the company values. I don't think it has any values. Let's be honest. No, <laughs> no I think that you, in order for you to stay long-term, you kind of have to desensitize yourself from anything. Yeah. Because how can yeah. you morally stay working for a company that's unethical like that? I guess to some, it's just a much needed paycheck. Mm. Which is fair. They're just trying to make a living. I get that. But... But damn. Oh, man. <laughs> Courtney, do you yeah. have any more questions? That was my last question. That was your last one? I have well, a question. Oh. I have a question. Can we do this again soon? Absolutely <laughs> we can. This was great. <laughs> yes, but I did warn you I could talk for England. And looking at the clock, that is exactly what I did. Oh, I love yeah, it. The, um recorded time is one hour 50 minutes so oh dear nice job <laughs> harry's gonna have fun editing that i'm gonna break it up <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> anyways okay well i want to thank you so much for joining us this is the interview yeah, I that so. i think everybody has been waiting for and and wanting so i do appreciate it so much because we are such a new podcast but yeah, I want to thank you. But I just okay, wanted well, to thank you on behalf of everybody for coming out with your story and kind of making the pathway for people to come out and feel comfortable with telling their story. No problem. I mean, I would encourage anybody who is thinking about it, if they're thinking that maybe they just like to write an article or maybe they want to write a blog as well or a book, there's plenty of pathways I mean, you could be a guest writer on Courtney's blog for mm -hmm. argument's sake. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like I said, start, start your own blog, start your own social media accounts. But there are a lot more voices now into the fray, which is great to see. And obviously there's this podcast and I wish you great fortune with it. Oh, and thank I you hope so you'll much. Be a, I hope you'll be around for a long, long time. Because I think I, some people I hope prefer so. listening too, don't they? Rather than reading. So if you, you know you can give someone a resource where they can just sit and listen with the headphones on or driving home in their car, that's whatever well, honest, works. Honestly, this is happening only because I'm a very opinionated, researched but opinionated person. And I was mm -hmm. typing out long. My Instagram posts are long because I explain yeah. myself, you know. And so I thought, mm. uh, I think that I need to to figure out a way to yeah. give my platform. opinion, give information, education, mm -hmm. interview the people that are going to make the most impact and are the most resourceful. So, And it's working so far. Thank you. Okay, well... Court, do you have any closing statements today? I would just like to thank Al for coming and being our very first guest. Yes. Well, thank you very much for and having me. It's been a good laugh. It's It's been fun. I know that, you know, you and I have stayed in contact, but mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, people that were fans of your blog didn't know what happened to you. And I hope that they, mm. you know, enjoy hearing you know, what you're up to and 
yeah i'd say for now if, if anyone is very keen to get in contact with me the best way to do it is through courtney <laughs> at the yeah. moment <laughs> I'm your secretary. <laughs> I, I do need to get my arse in gear and actually check my account and my website. The website's still live and still running. That's the main thing. Yeah. Okay, well, this wraps up this episode of Anti-MLM Weekly Roundup. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to see what's in the news, funny memes, or whatever relates to Anti-MLM, make sure you follow the MLM Police on Instagram or the MLM police anti-MLM on Facebook. If you would like to send in a story of your own MLM horror story, you can send me a direct message on Instagram at the anti-MLM army or email us at anti-MLM weekly roundup at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.